Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today, Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you this morning. Good morning. How are you, Dr. Paul? Doing well, doing good. well. Good. We're going to search for some revelations on secrets that are going on in the White House. Can you believe they'd be hiding stuff from us and <laughs> things going on and cover Who up? Who done it? And yet we, they, they have you know, a, a well-prepared uh, press secretary. They, if oh, you yeah. ha if you have doubts about it, you ask her question. You get your answer straight. straight but you know, the headline is zero hedge today. We want to talk about what's uh, about the Secret Service, the FBI, and all those other individuals who are protecting us from ourselves. Yep. You know, but the the headline says Secret Service to be brief. Uh, to brief Congress on Thursday as Biden's White House accused of cocaine cover-up. That sounds bad. But, you know, when I saw this word brief, I figured, it'll be brief. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no kidding. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the revelation. Nobody's on. Everybody will pay attention because that's today. And there's been a few things in the news. And the Democrats don't like this. And they're, they're in charge of Secret Services mm -hmm. and FBI and the whole works. So they have an edge on the Republicans. And, uh, and Democrats, uh, you know, are not too bashful about uh, bending the truth a little bit now and then and, and misleading people. But anyway, they're having this and they're trying to figure out, was there cocaine? And some people say, isn't this a joke? Everybody knows where the cocaine came from. I said, I don't know. I wasn't there. I never saw it. Uh, what, if, what if it's routine or yeah. who knows what? But they're going to get the records and find out who went where and when. But uh, some people didn't sign in. Some people don't have to sign in. Some people don't go through security. Who, who knows what really goes on? So uh, that's, that is what they're going to find out or pretend to find out. And the whole thing is, is I, I'm at a point now where you know, if you're going to get bits and pieces of truth, sometimes it's an accident. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, they, they blurt it out. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. So that is a, a maybe. And, uh, of course, it can get entertaining with some members of Congress are pretty good at uh, asking good questions. But uh, and the people, you know, trying to mislead uh, the American people, they're pretty good, too, you know, at lying. Oh, no, not lying, you know, misleading them, yeah. you know. And, and trying to let people believe something that they think is very important because the people cannot handle the truth. And, and it's for national security purposes. That's the main reason why they can't know the truth. Secret service? And you have them before the American people? And you're going to ask them about their secrets on how they protect the president? Yeah, sure. When they're not protecting the presidents, the presidents are very, very much endangered. And uh, I, I, that's an unfortunate story because that's happened over the years, I'm, I, which is very, very tragic. But anyway, there'll be a lot of people watching this today to see what comes of it. I, um, I predict uh, uh, cautiously that not a whole lot of new stuff will come out and that there'll be a lot of spin and uh, that people will pick and choose. The people who want to believe that, uh, oh, it's, this is all made up story by Republicans and the Democrats will say, well, they're making something out of nothing. So we'll wait and see. Yeah, I, you make a good point that some people get searched and others don't. My guess is if you and I tried to sneak in with some cocaine in our pockets, <laughs> someone would find out.
But if someone, for example, the president's son, is walking through, he's not going to be waiting in line in security behind some dopey AP reporter or something. You know, he's going to be around the side. And you say, well, that's not fair. Everyone assumes it was Hunter Biden. We don't know that it was Hunter Biden. But one of the, I mean, they're sort of their own worst enemies because the, the White House and the administration has an absolute history and a record of covering up Hunter Biden's misdeeds, starting with the laptop, or even before that, starting with his relationship with Ukrainian oligarchs, but certainly the laptop, they all conspired to say this was all Russian propaganda, poor little Hunter didn't do a thing, and then all the uh, photos came out of him doing drugs, illicit things with, with <laughs> lots of people, we won't even go into it, uh, and all these things. So they're their own worst enemy for trying to cover up for him all along, and so that's why everyone suspects, and it was just a couple of days before the 4th of July celebration, uh, at which Hunter was on the balcony he looked like he was having a very exuberant time. I'm not an expert on these substances. I'll be the first to admit, but he did seem a little fidgety. That happens. You're up on the balcony. Who knows? Nevertheless, 11 days later, if we can t turn it up, there's no answers. 11 days later, uh, three story changes. One, it was just found inside. Uh, two, it was found in an area where lots of people have access, so it could have been anyone. And then the third one is, well, it was in a little cubby hole that not many people have access to. So lots of story changes, 11 days later, and no answers. And so as we speak right now, there should be a hearing in the House Oversight Committee uh, where there's going to be some questions asked of the Secret Service about the investigation. But in the meantime, Dr. Paul, I hate to break news, but here is the next one. This is from the Daily Mail. Secret Service closes the White House cocaine investigation. So they closed the investigation. Biden administration is accused of cover-up over failure to catch sub suspect who left drugs in West Wing locker. Despite security cameras recording 24-7, they must have imported those security cameras from the Epstein jail cell. They somehow misfunctioned just that moment that someone left cocaine. But they always argue if there's an ongoing investigation, they can't talk about it. <laughs> You're right. That's a good point. <laughs> so, which one? Either one. Yeah. Either one. So, and, uh, and, and you know, Perey, uh, uh, when they, she was asked at the press conference, she was very, very, very to the point. Yeah. I, don't have a, I don't have any updates. I just don't have anything updated. I would refer you to the Secret Service. Yeah, yeah. Well, they did, and they have the Secret Service there, but I don't think, uh, like I said, I, I don't think uh, it's worth being on pins and needles and expecting tr tremendous re uh, revelations of what's happening. Yeah, but you know what this reminds me of is the pipe bomb story on January 6th. And I should have put the clip up. I didn't. I forgot to. But Thomas Massey had a great little segment yesterday with, uh, with the FBI Director Ray, where he raked him over the coals about, why don't you know who left these pipe bombs near the DNC? I mean, you have all this info, why don't you tell us? I can't tell you, it's an ongoing investigation, and we'll get into that later. But, so, it's the same thing with the pipe bombs. We would kind of like to know who's leaving pipe bombs around town. Ah, uh, well, we have no idea, no idea. It seems like the same kind of thing that, well, I don't know, a little cocaine here, a little cocaine there, you know. <laughs> sort of falls into the category of cover-up. It feels like it, at least. You know. <laughs> Hiding, <feels> lying, like <laughs> yeah. cheating, and perpetuating a terrible system at the moment. 
But I, when I look at the big picture, everybody knows generally where I come on the big picture. The big picture is setting the stage for this. Well, first, especially when you have an empire, you have to maintain the empire by telling a lot of lies. So you can't know the truth. Uh, truth is treason, you know, when you have to uh, deal with, uh, with an empire because they are always right. So they, they, they've always say that if you don't know what's going on, uh, you're better off. In national security purposes, you have to, you have to protect it. So you, the, the revelation won't be there. But it's this, it's the police state that we set up, and it was something the founders worried about and even warned us about. No national police force. But what what do we have now on a, on a police force yeah. uh, in in Washington? You know, we had, uh, run by the federal government, whether it's the FBI and all the agencies of government. How many thousands of people in the federal government carry guns? Every Everybody from the CIA, FBI, yeah. and, and the IRS on down, they all carry, uh, they always carry weapons. <clears throat> so that's where I'm for uh, regulating guns. Yeah, yeah, the government. <laughs> the, the, uh, the federal officials. And for people who get the wrong impression, we're, we've not become drug warriors. But the, you know, the other question that's brought up is, and I tried to find the answer, I was Googling away, and I think Google is a little bit weird these days, but uh, not just these days, but I was wondering how much we spend to guard the physical White House every year, the American taxpayer. My guess is it's in the hundreds of millions of dollars. So the question would be just from a purely fiscal perspective, how is it possible that we're spending so many hundreds of millions, God knows how much, and you can't detect a guy walking in with some white powder. Now, it was cocaine in this circumstance. It could have been anthrax. It could have been who knows what, anything nefarious, you know. And it reminds you of what we've been talking about with the Pentagon, with the military budget. We spend a trillion and a half dollars a year, but we run out of weapons, you know. <laughs> so where is this money going if it's not going to do the job? I mean, I think it's a good question. Well, you know, and you know about my uh, argument that when some of these problems really accelerated and uh, there has been a takeover of our government, which we can, I call a coup, in, in the 60s. So who went astray there? Well, the uh, CIA, uh, I mean, the evidence is so strong. I don't know how anybody can just duck their head from that. And it was the government agents. Yeah. What about, and, and it, it, was, it was same thing, same thing we went through with Martin Luther King. You know, government, local, state, federal government, we're all involved in this. You think if that didn't wake them up it might lead to this thing getting compounded maybe they'll just get more sophisticated yeah. in uh, in in hiding things and lying about things and not overstepping their bounds too rapidly because it still exists it's very very powerful and I think so many of our viewers will understand uh, when you mention the word deep state there's people behind yeah. this it's it, it's not a coincidence it's just not uh, popping up about one or two bad people doing this uh, there has been a systematic change in our society, uh, you know, for the last hundred years, uh, ever since the beginning of the progressive era. And that's yeah. what we're dealing with. And this yeah. is just a consequence. This is just an item, you know, uh, but it's good that it's there. But I want them to take care of this. I want them to be exposed so that they move back one step and say, well, maybe we shouldn't have all these things yeah. and we shouldn't be dependent. National security, they have so many things that they say national security. Well, we can't tell you about that. This is national 
Security, and it might be the most mundane piece of information, but we can't reveal that. That's that's too secret. People can't handle it, yeah. and they onward, and they continue with this nonsense. Well, I bet that there is a whistleblower, potential whistleblower in the Secret Service, who knows what happened. But you know, with the way whistleblowers are treated in the country, he's not going to come forward because not only is he going to be uh, subject to attack by the agency and the administration, he's going to be subject to jail. You know, so I'm sure there are p good people out there who know what happened, but or, it's or hard to blame them. Or excuse me, or be indicted rather rapidly. Yeah, yeah like the other guy. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. Well, let's finish this out with a couple of clips, and let's skip that one and go to that AP one because this is a little bit more about closing out the investigation. The AP is reporting that no fingerprints were found on the bag of cocaine at the White House last week, and there are no leads on who left it in the West Wing. The Secret Service says we have absolutely no idea. Now put up that bonus clip because I saw a good point made by the Mises Caucus of the Libertarian Party. Um, here, <laughs> the FBI, Capitol Police, Department of Justice, and Secret Service managed to track down, charge, and arrest hundreds of January 6 protesters. Yet after 10 days, and despite checkpoints, closed-circuit cameras, and visitor logs, these same agencies can't find one person responsible for the cocaine. That's pretty suspicious. Good yeah, tweet. That, that's <laughs> a telltale story. Well, I, I just don't uh, see anything miraculous happening because we still have a job for us to try yeah. to awaken people as much best we can to realizing who's really pulling the strings. And it's, it's not easy and yeah. it's a shame because we have drifted so far from the original intent. But then again, you, you know, this past month, uh, we had a couple of Supreme Court rulings that uh, you know, the libertarians and conservatives weren't crying about. Yeah. You know, there was a, at least a stab at allowing people to express themselves, and there's a limit to what we should let them get away with. Yeah. Well, the second big thing we're looking at today was a testimony yesterday of Christopher Wray, the director of the FBI, uh, before Congress. Uh, I think it was before the Judiciary Committee. Um, and our friend Jonathan Turley wrote about it. Put this next one up. My, he said, my Ray or the hard Ray, he did a little pun there. That's pretty funny. Um, if you can find that one, there we go. New Twitter files contradict FBI director's testimony. So just shortly after he gave his testimony, and I did not watch all of it, I watched a few clips on Twitter, but I think I didn't have to watch it because Jonathan watched it for us. If you put the next one on, he characterizes it absolutely perfectly. He says, Ray continued to use his favorite testimonial trilogy to dismiss any questions, <laughs> expressing one, lack of knowledge, two, ongoing investigations, and three, promises of later answers or briefings. And then I highlighted this. He did, however, hold forth in detail after Representative Eric Swalwell asked him about FBI Family Day. So he was happy to talk about <laughs> FBI Family Day, but literally everything else he was asked about was, uh, and that refers back to the Massey thing I was mentioning, yeah. the pipe bombs. This is an investigation. I can't talk about it. So. Yeah, and uh, on one occasion, uh, the, the the statement was obviously false that he gave. You know about the FBI. The the, the quote: the the FBI maintained a large operation of agents actively seeking the censorship of thousands, as discussed in my prior testimony. Yeah, you know, and yeah. the same 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 old baloney that they put up with. But you know, this is why. Uh, it's a pleasure for me to come across something that Jonathan has written yeah. because you you feel more comfortable. It doesn't make him 
perfect, uh, and he doesn't any declare what his political yeah. absolutes are, but, but he, he's dedicated to finding the truth. And people who are really dedicated to finding the truth will realize that they're seeking truth and moving in a direction because perfect truth is not uh, something that uh, people occasionally grab hold of. But he can be trusted when you read that. He's put some effort into it. Taibbi is in that category yeah, now, yeah. who uh, the two of them, you know, uh, are, are, are two individuals trying to reveal to us exactly what's going on. Yeah, I would think if I had to characterize his view, it's just simply he's for free speech and the First Amendment, you know, yeah. that's enough for us. But here's, um, now here's, here's the controversy. This is what uh, Charlie's writing about, which is that, that Ray absolutely contradicted himself. Now this is really preposterous on its face. Put on that next clip. This is what Ray claimed before Congress. He said, the FBI is not in the business of moderating content or causing any social media company to suppress or censor, end quote. Turley adds, he then added that these companies are not under any pressure in making their own decisions whether they censor people or groups flagged by the FBI. Turley uh, continues, the statement is absolute, obviously false. The FBI maintained a large operation of agents actively seeking the censorship of thousands, as you point out, uh, Dr. Paul, as discussed in my prior testimony. And Turley uh, clips in the most recent Twitter files where you saw behind the scenes what was going on that Matt Taibbi, as you mentioned, pointed out. And put that next one up because Matt Taibbi has discovered something that directly contradicts what Ray says and shows him to be an absolute and utter liar. Now here's Taibbi. He's talking about what he saw behind the scenes at Twitter. He said, in one shot, you can see the FBI asks to remove three accounts that gets forwarded to Twitter. Twitter immediately suspends them, the accounts. But more importantly, when there's a glitch and the accounts remain up, the FBI immediately writes back and says, what's the deal? We just wrote to you. Why is it still up? <laughs> so that shows the nature of the relationship, basically, basically, that it's not really a collaboration. It's more like somebody reporting to an authority. And he continues, I'm sorry this is long, but it's really important. What happens in these instances, this is Taibi, in the ones that I was showing, they're just forwarding the names of accounts that they say are associated with foreign threat actors. It's very vague, and Twitter is taking them down before they even investigate. In this case, they later determined they couldn't find anything connecting them to any bad actors. In fact, one of them was from Canada. And so that's the problem. It's not connect if it's not connected with the crime, they're just asking to take them down because they don't like the profile. Absolutely contradicting Dr. Paul what Ray says. The FBI is saying, take these down. Hey, why didn't you take them down? Take them <laughs> down. And again, the implied use of force of the federal government. Yes, and I'm going to repeat what you said because I have that quote right uh -huh. here just to emphasize that. If it's not connected with a crime, they're just asking you to take accounts down because they don't like the people, yeah. uh, the profile of them. Yeah. So it's a, it's a terrible uh, indictment of what, what they're doing to the First Amendment. And it, it's so apparent now. But you'd, you'd think that... Um, that this this would be uh, waking more people up yeah. up to it, but uh, well, all we can do is our little effort to uh, let as many people know as possible. And we know it's not just Twitter; it's Facebook; it's all social media. It's Google, 
And I mentioned the other day how the Ron Paul Institute's Facebook page, they've told us, we're throttling you. We are not showing you to other people because you post things that go against our guidelines. They won't tell you what, but they throttle you. My guess is the FBI wrote them something because we write a lot about things they don't like. We wrote about COVID, we write about Ukraine. So anyway, uh, it's good stuff. Well, the final, or do you want to move on? or uh, No, uh, you have another one on this one? No, no, no. Oh, okay, I was just going to say uh, that, you know, we, we deal with unintended consequences. And mm-hmm. that sort of understanding, uh, they think once going to happen, they do it. And it's too much interference until you have an unintended uh, consequence. And then there's other times people make decisions, and it's out of pure ignorance. You know, they, uh, they, they th- they're just not well informed. But then the third thing is what we're dealing with the outright line so even even if we could reduce the outright line and eliminate that we still have to sort it out and understand the imperfection in the world yeah. and that is there are these unintended consequences that people maybe they're uh they had very good intentions maybe they were ignorant on the subject but the lying is something that becomes uh, easier to uh, uh, be objective about yeah that's exactly true. The lying, it's constant. <laughs> well, the last little kind of mini thing we want to talk about, uh, if we can put that up, this is from The Cradle, which is often very insightful, and we do read it uh, very often. But the article was written uh, a day or two ago. Uh, Mohammed bin Salman, the head of Saudi Arabia, to Blinken. No to Israel norman- normalization. Yes to Syrian reconciliation. Uh, and it's a long article. We won't go into all the details, but it's interesting because essentially in poor old MBS. We haven't really been that sympathetic to him for a long time. But Blinken called him up at midnight and they talked for a couple of hours. That must have been fun. That must have been real neat. Um, But what happened is that Blinken was pushing uh, the Saudis to push that normalization with Israel and to stop being so friendly to Syria. And MBS just said, no, I'm not going to do it. And I think the reason we, we, we wanted to bring it up is it just shows how fundamentally things have changed since Ukraine uh, in just a, over a year ago. You know, there was a, a really interesting article, and I, I don't have the author in front of me, but it was on the publication Unheard, H-E-R-D, which is, a, which is a good sort of contrarian. But it was talking about how what's happening now is very similar to the really fundamentally changing 1848 revolutions uh, in, in Europe. And what we're seeing is that kind of world revolution. And I think this is an example where you had the Saudis getting closer to the Israels, Israelis, reaching rapprochement, and then all of a sudden the U.S. blows this whole Ukraine thing up, and you see everything changing. The Saudis with the Iranians, uh, the Saudis recognizing the Syrians, inviting them to their events, uh, and snubbing the Israelis now, forgetting that, and even uh, making peace in Yemen. So yeah. it's a fundamental shift. Yeah, but but they justify this for national security reasons because this is vital. And it's not like we just are giving our opinion about Israel and Syria and these other places. We're there. We're part of it. Yeah. And in, in Syria, you know, we're talking about, well, what should Saudis be doing? Are they getting friendlier with Syria? This sort of thing. But but we're there. We have troops there. We protect our oil, yeah. you know, and that's bipartisan, as you know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And well, you know, I would say Israel is in a more awkward position in the Middle East now since since what's happened. Wow. Uh, there's no question about it. But anyway, we wanted to point that out. It's worth looking at that article if you're interested in following up with it.
But uh, I'm about ready to close out. If you are, you yeah, know, just close. Well, yeah. This will be my last show of the week. Dr. Paul, you've got to come back to the salt mine tomorrow. But if we can put that last one out, this is my sh uh, last show. So I will remind you, I'll end my week reminding you to get your tickets to our September 2nd conference near the Dulles Airport in the D.C. area. Which way, America? We talk about <laughs> FBI weaponization, government weaponization. We talk about World War III coming. We talk about the military-industrial complex. Who's profiting off of our foreign policy? Who's profiting off our domestic and monetary policy? It's going to be a great conference. I will include a link here after the show. You can also go to ronpaulinstitute.org and click on it for more information and tickets. And don't forget, if you qualify to apply to the Ron Paul Scholars Seminar, which will take place the day before the conference, and those who are accepted into that will have a scholarship, and they can go to the conference for free the next day. So it's a great deal. Back to you, Dr. Very Paul. good. And tomorrow with Chris, I will be talking more on economic policy. And guess what? I'm planning on talking about gold. I'm fascinated this week in particular, but as always, that there will be uh, government reports, uh, statistics come out. And I always think, well, that's going to make the people buy, sell, move, and go in different directions. But there were some surprises this week, and I, that's what I'll be talking about because uh, I, it, it, it indicates to me that if you depend on that and say, well, the consensus will be, and then you have people behind the scenes that, I mean, right now there are a lot of governments buying up gold, and there's claims that they're going back on a gold standard. So that will affect, uh, you know, a normal reaction. If you had a normal reaction in a free market where you have sound money, there would be so much less of this uh, gyrations, you know, in the marketplace, and, you know, up and down and the dollar. And uh, I remember when it first came out where they had these fluctuating uh, currency values back and forth because under the Bretton Woods, it was inept, but at least it was the same each day because there was a remnant thinking about, uh, you know, the dollar as it was when it was actually backed by somebody. Anyway, we'll be talking more about that tomorrow. But today we're going to finish up once again uh, thanking our viewers very much for uh, tuning in to the Liberty Report. And please remember about our conference. Hope I see everybody there. Thank you very much, and please return to the Liberty Report soon.